will be low. Our climb will be steep. We may not get there in one year or even in one term. We as a people will get to the promised land. I promise you, we as a people will get there. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is better. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast where nothing is off the table, facts are currency, and at some point, everyone will feel uncomfortable. This is what happens after. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast. You're now entering Everybody Mad, the chat room. This is Rel, your host. I'm joined here today by three uh, lovely women, and uh, we're going to get into a nice little conversation. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, ladies, so... As always, when I welcome people into the Everybody Mad chat room, uh, I ask your name, your age. Uh, in this case, we know you're women, so uh, you don't have to give your sex. Uh, but age, uh, na- name, age, location, and one interesting fact about yourself. So who wants to kick it off? Hi, everybody. My name is um, Glamoury Sierra. I am from Bronx, New York, um, and I am 31 years old. And something interesting about myself, um, I'm a middle child. I guess that's interesting. Mm. Shout <laughs> um, Hey, everybody. I'm Carla from Brooklyn, New York, 31 years young. And an interesting fact about myself, um, I don't know. I spend my free time on Skyscanner looking for, like, cheap flights to go places because I can't stay still. So. Mm. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Stephanie. I am 30 years of age. I am from the Bronx, New York, but I live in Jersey. A fun fact about myself is that I like to just watch judge shows. I'm trying to court. Okay, me mad at that. So, uh, the conversation we're gonna have today is about single life. Um, and the question that I have is, what's life as a single black woman like? Uh, so the conversation I want to get into uh, is around singleness, uh, dating, relationships. Uh, one of the first episodes that I did was with some guy friends, and uh, we talked about why do women want to be property? And the the concept of a kept woman. And when you when you put when you say it like that, I want to be a kept woman. That's essentially w- what that is, is you are re- re- referring to yourself as property. Mm. Um, because something that's property is kept by someone else. Uh, but there's the other side to it. There's the woman's side to it. And there's you know the perspective that you all bring to the table. So let's get into it. Um, first question, how long have you been single? Pause, because before we answer that question, which women do you know that want to be a kept woman? Like, if I'm thinking about kept woman in the sense of, like, your man is the sole provider, mm-hmm. like, he tells you what to do, when to do mm-hmm. it, etc. What women do you know? Like, you actually know women like this? Who that want to be kept? Yeah, I have tons of these conversations. <gasps> This is why I had wow. the, this is why we had that episode. Oh, yeah. There are there are a number of women that men interact with. I will say often. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say regularly, but I would say often. 
that want the man to be the sole provider (laughs) and do not, they want him to be the head, the leader, the provider, all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's a little, from the man's perspective, that's a little crazy in this Mm -hmm. day and age, especially. Not just from the man's perspective. I mean. You could kill your man like that. And see, that's that's a part of it. Kill him. Like that's a lot of stress on a person. (laughs) Like, but and the thing about it is, like that conversation consisted of when you give someone that much power, Mm -hmm. it gets it's gonna get abused. Mm -hmm. Mm. And there's a history of it just being abused in some sort of form or fashion, physically, uh, verbally. I asked this on uh, one of my uh, IG stories. It's like. Was your dad ever the sole provider? Mm-hmm. And there were people who said yes. And then the follow-up question was, uh, was dad... New York City streets. Uh, what, what was one of the follow-up was questions? Was dad ever abusive? Was dad ever... No, I think, the, yes. Was dad ever physically or verbally abusive? Mm-hmm. Some of the responses, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. There were some no's, but there were some yeses as well. And the yeses came from people who's... Dad paid all the goddamn bills. Next follow-up question. Dad pay all the bills? Yes. Did he ever cheat? Yes. Yes. There were some no's, but yes. Yes. So I, yes. I have a question for you. So do you think that this, that's directly correlated with him being the sole provider or just some yes. mental health issues that could be not directly linked to him being the sole provider? It, it could be a mix of it. But I, I think a lot of it is being the sole <laughs> provider. It, it's it's a I think it's the catalyst to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. That so having to solely provide that that's a ton of of stress. But what single women, single mothers do this all the time. And they're stressed. They shouldn't have right. to. I I remember I remember once I think I was like maybe eighteen, nineteen. <laughs> this girl used to live in my neighborhood. Thought she was cute. Whatever. She had a kid. And I remember one day I saw her on the train and she had this stress look on. And I was like. Like she, like, she smiled when I got on the train, like, said hi, and then, like, the rest of the ride, like, she just, like, looked stressed. And I was just like, fuck, I don't want that. Like, I, I don't even want that for her. So, it shouldn't, like, single mom shouldn't be doing it. I don't think that that's the thing. I had a conversation with a single mom, that was the last episode, and, you know, that was a conversation that was talked about, you know, absent fathers. So, there's, there's, there's a, I mean, there's a correlation to it all. I mean, like for me, like I'm 31, I'm a divorcee. Um, and there were a lot of things that I had to fail on my marriage to learn because I feel like I didn't one, I grew up with a lot of strong women. My mom's a single mother of four, an immigrant woman, doesn't speak English, <laughs> but she put us all through college. Mm. So I always, I mom. always felt like. I had to be a very strong woman, um, and like, I took that energy into my marriage, and I put that pressure on my ex-husband because I saw the opposite. So I was like, I don't want to be like my mom. She had to be so stressed out. But then I learned, like, you know, piggybacking off of what you were saying, like, that's a lot of pressure that I put on my ex-husband. So I already came with the energy, setting it up for failure because you know, of this energy that I was, like, you know, translating and dumping onto him, Mm -hmm. which, like you said, it's not fair, right? So it's like, how can I expect someone to, one, he's an immigrant himself, he came from, you know, Brazil, had to, 
get acquainted to this new city, which New York City can be really rough for folks. Then he now has a wife who he has to like be the sole provider for. And, you know, all his own like internal mental health stuff that he had to like, you know, like Deal sort with. through. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like men of color don't know how to express that. So yes, I came with my own baggage and I own that now at 31 and, you know, in hindsight, seeing and being reflective. But I also feel like the times where I was like, let's go to counseling or let's have a conversation about this because neither one of us had a healthy you know, example mm. of what marriage looked like. So we were so, both trying to navigate that shit so, together. So I want to stop you right there because I do want to get into that uh, some point in this conversation about role models. So right. I'm going to pause it there. Okay. So. Carla, Goldie, mm -hmm. y'all want to answer? You know, how long have you been question? single? Um, I've been single since I came out the womb, my nigga. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm exaggerating a little bit. So, my last serious relationship ended in like early 2011. It's 2020, mm -hmm. so it's been damn near nine years, wow. right? Mm. Um, so yeah, it's like. Dating, I feel like dating in, so I literally was just thinking this to myself and I actually tweeted this. I was just curious as to, because I feel like nowadays, like the whole courting thing, and I think you mm -hmm. and I got into a conversation about courting, like what is it, does it still happen, does it need to happen? Um, I just feel like women, like they want to be courted, but I also feel like men kind of want to be courted too now. Yes. And so it's just like yes. both both genders are just on opposite sides of the room waiting to see who going to make the next move. And that's why a bunch of us motherfuckers are single. Right? Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the whole problem diagnosed right there. That's it, right? That's, that's seriously it. Yeah. That's but it. That's the tweet. That, I guess so, but to, to just respond to that really quickly, that's, that's, that's really it in a nutshell from the woman and man's perspective. And it's like, the guys don't want to budge. The women don't want to budge. The women are holding on to, well, I want the guy to court me. And it's just like, but you realize that starting, that set, like that whole aspect sets up a system of inequalities from that point and forward. Mm. Right. And it, it's hard to then change that dynamic down the road yeah. to say, oh, well, you know, let's, let's make it half. Yeah. And then next thing you know, as the man, you're like, okay, I got to hold this up and I got to keep this going. You disagree. Yeah, disagree. Go ahead. Um, so I don't, okay, I don't know what like other people's idea of like courting is. Um, but for me personally, I just feel like, so first of all, in my personal experiences, any man who's ever been interested in me, dating, whatever the case might be, they've always been, and I think we also had this discussion, there's always been a like, take the lead kind of attitude and like oh no like i'm no i got you like i'm not i'm not gonna let you pay for that like no and that's what they kind of lead with yes whenever they've been interested we've right? had to so i'm not whether you've had to or you feel the pressure whatever the case might be that's not what i'm debating right now what i'm telling you is my experience has been such that any dude who's been interested in me romantically has always kind of stepped up and like led in a certain type of way now, does he have to do that forever and always? In my opinion, no. But I do feel like, at least in the beginning, when I see stuff like that, it, it's like it's like a indicator to me that like, oh, he's interested. So, 
at what point do you reverse it then? So I was literally about to jump into that. Okay. So there was this dude <laughs> who I was dating a little while ago and um, what you might call it, like, you know, we tried to link up. Um, I ended up having like a really rough ladies day and I was like, okay, can't make it. And I was kind of scared to like reach out to him again because I was like, damn, I already canceled on him. Like he not trying to fuck with me. But then he hit me up and he's just like, y'all still want to chill, whatever. So we go out, we get drinks. Um, he, you know, picked up the tab or whatever. The next time that we went out, um, it was to a museum. And then afterwards we went and got drinks. He paid for the tickets to the museum. I paid for the drinks. Okay. So I like, I don't necessarily okay. feel like when I say that I want to be courted, it's more of a, like, I just want a dude to, like, make it clear that, like, he's interested in me. And that's, like, and that can be a combination of different things. I don't courting. necessarily, hmm? That's not courting. Well, then what is it? What you that's having it? a conversation about intentions. I feel like courting is, like, dating, like, yeah. going on dates. That's it. Following up. But, like, yeah. No. Hours, but, yeah, going no. on dates. No, no. That's dating is just, courting, okay, that's courting, yes. Courting is the... Dates, follow up, uh, flowers, yeah. nice notes well, I don't and shit. Flowers and nice notes like that's courting, yes. Dating is just dating. Right. Like oh, we just okay. dating. Okay, well then I want a nigga to date me. <laughs> but like okay. but like being like no, cause like to, when you say like when you say like you want you want you just wanna know that he you know, he just wanna fuck with you. That to me that's just a conversation about intentions. Not okay. like yeah. I want you cause like Okay, so this question comes up in my mind recently is do you want commitment or do you want consistency? Why well, can't have both? <laughs> if you had to pick one, you can have both. You can have both because I would say if I had to choose one over the other, I would choose consistency because okay. you could be committed in a raggedy relationship mm-hmm. and he's That's not going to leave because he's committed to having housing or he's committed Ooh. to having a place to stay. He's committed because he has no other options right. because if maybe somebody wanted him, he won't be committed to you. But the loyalty is, I'm going to come up every night because one, this is where my bed is. I'm going to come home every night because I have no other option. So I prefer consistency. Commitment is more of mm. what you're committing yourself to, not the person. And it varies per person. Yep. She dropped the gem. But what about if he consistently calls you, he consistently takes right. you out, but he's not necessarily only doing that with you? What's right. wrong with that if y'all are dating? What? No, oh, I'm dating. sorry. I thought we were talking. I didn't know. I didn't realize okay. we were still talking about just like the dating. Phase. Yeah, just dating. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me personally, I've been post my divorce single for two and a half years. I've dated. I've dated here in New York City. I've dated in Chicago. I've dated a lot of professional men of color. And that's a whole realm within itself, you know, because I feel like from my experience in the past, I've dated men who I think our dynamics have kind of been on like codependency and like what we can do, like a transactional kind of situation um which that's a whole nother another topic within itself <laughs> but even dating these men i feel like they feel like they're god's gift to women because you're an adult and i realized that i'm like garmin just because someone is an adult meaning they pay their bills live by themselves etc that doesn't equate to that person being a good person that's he's just an adult that's and i feel like my standards i have to be clear as to like what it is that I need because there's a lot of things that I feel like society has told me but I have to now realize and sort things out and realize what I need right Mm -hmm. so what's important to me I want genuine intentions I want clarity I want consistency commitment 
And I do want someone who's financially stable because I don't want to carry anyone. I don't feel like I should be carried mm. and they shouldn't be carried. Absolutely. So I think it's a two-way street. Absolutely. And I also like um, piggybacking off of what she was saying. I feel like dating, it should be like... I don't feel like you should put a pressure all on the man, right. but I do want a man to lead, right? Because that's just what I need. I feel like both genders have <clears throat> both energies, meaning masculine and feminine mm -hmm. energies. But as a woman, I do want to feel like, and that's just like the animalistic side of us. Ooh. I just want a man to protect me. I want to mm -hmm. feel safe. And you see, know? Hold on. okay, so that there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, there's two thoughts that come to mind, um, and then I want to hop to Goldie real quick. So the first thought of mine, the thought that comes to mind is one of my previous guests. This we had a similar similar conversation, and they were like, you know, you want your man to protect you, and it was like, protect you from what? Like what? Like what? Do you, like you're like what do you need protecting from? Mm -hmm. And it's like who do you need protecting from? Mm -hmm. And that's a real question that that really like when when it was said I was like oh that makes real sense like why do you really like who like why is there this notion of needing to be protected and I get it that there's dangers in this world yes but like I don't think we live in that that sort of society nowadays where you have to like need someone to protect you in the manners that the traditional sense um, and then sorry just to interrupt you real quick I feel like when I'm talking about protection I'm talking about someone who I feel like I can rely on and someone that has my back. I was living that's just what I, is that that's protection? what I'm saying. Yes, yes. that's protection. You're protecting I, my heart. Yeah, you're, you're protecting, protecting my, my heart, spirit. my mind, yeah. my spirit. I feel safe with you. That's yeah. not like no, it, is. it is protection. Yeah, it's it protection. I'm I not would talking. agree. It's a form of protection. Yeah. I don't necessarily it's mean not like a bus is about to come and you got to push me out the way. No, I like I want to be with a motherfucker that I can fucking rely on. But is that not vice versa? Absolutely. But I don't I just don't think protection is the right word. I hear what y'all saying. Do. I do. I hear what y'all <laughs> saying. I just don't and I think that may be part of the conversation. So real quick before we get there, uh Goldie, how long have you been single? I've been single for going on three years. But I did it twice in the past two years for like two months. Mm-hmm. A summer, not mm -hmm. even a whole summer. Ooh, summer. It just summer. it didn't end too well. <laughs> but as far as like courting and dating, I haven't been on any official dates. But I did meet a guy. He was my Uber driver. Whoop! And he was nice. He was interesting, and he had a spark to him. I took his number, and we've been communicating. To me, I think the first part of courting is talking on the phone, texting, getting to know each other through the phone. Because I don't want to be in someone's face and then start that codependency you were relating to and then start thinking of something because I actually, I hope he doesn't hear this, I can't share this with him, but it's actually somebody else that I love in my life but we're not together but I feel like I'm in the middle, I have options. So it's kind of scary because I'm kind of waiting for this person to clear the smoke over there, this person has like a free pass but this person, I'm not going to say which side, this person has money and is ready to take care of a woman and states to me, He's ready. I want to, if I'm going to have sex with a woman, I should be able to pay her bill or two. He don't want to just do it, like, on the romantic side. Mm. He should be able to provide. If a man is laying with a woman and you interested in them, he said he doesn't just want to jump in bed with a woman. He wants to know that if she needs something, she should be able to ask. That's part and of the like that too, I feel. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like... This, it's, it's like I'm in the middle, so I, I have strong feelings about asking men for things. I've never asked a man for anything, so I'm still trying to. I'm still trying I just, to. I just think that's codependent. Unpack that, but so heard. What's some of the what's
what's some of the problems with dating in New York? I feel like it's for the birds. Niggas is flighty. <laughs> and when I say niggas, I mean men, women, yeah, yeah. whatever the fuck. I also <laughs> think like I, I also think that we're also in the Good. day and age of online dating. Yeah. And that makes it a ton times harder and more difficult. Um I mean it does give you like the option to meet people that maybe normally you wouldn't meet or bump into, but I don't know. It's it's been it's been interesting, uh, to say the least. Yeah. What about you, Carla? Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of the guys who I've met recently, it's mostly been dudes from, like, online dating. Like, here and there, it'll be, like, someone who I met while I was out. Um, but me being out also has a lot to, or I guess me not being out so much, has a lot to do with my fucking job. Like, I just, as a teacher, like, I just wasn't going out nearly as often as I would have been had I worked somewhere else. So, but one thing I have noticed, though, is that, like, I feel like people are addicted to social media and online and, like, their online persona, and it's really sad, because, you know, at one point, online dating was taboo. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, you must be real desperate if yep. you're right. going on an app to, you know, to date. And now it's like, everybody's on the app, and e everybody's on multiple apps. So, for me, I still look What's the app they on? They're on BLK, they're Hinge. on Tinder, they're on Hinge, they're on Bumble, they're on fucking OkCupid. Okay okay like this is advice, y'all. Just take it. <laughs> they're on all Never. these motherfucking apps. And I honestly, like, I've like I've used them, but I honestly feel like they're trash. I'll have it on my phone for, like, a week, two weeks. I get bored because it's just like, are you trying to have a conversation or what? Like, what do you want? Yeah. Um. So for me, I will say that I feel like people have forgotten the art of just, like, conversation. Right. It's like, even if we meet online, if, if there's a vibe while we're talking to each other online, mm -hmm. let's hop offline, mm -hmm. whether that be we FaceTime each other or we, you know, mm -hmm. call each other or we decide to meet up and have a drink. And I feel like there's a lot of apprehension towards that. Mm. Um. And something I hear from guys a lot is like, oh, you know, I might be being catfish, so, you know, what's your Instagram? <laughs> or, you know, hop on the FaceTime so I can make sure you ain't catfishing me because, you know, one time this bitch was mad fast. She was 300 pounds. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold on. No, dudes have really told me this. I got to put a pen in it, dudes though, because told me one of my homeboys is always on it. This nigga always, I'm not going to put his name, but, this, but the, if he want to come on the show and talk about it, he can come and talk about it. But one of my niggas is always on a date like when i say always on a date mm -hmm. this nigga always on a motherfucking date mm -mm. so i don't know because if i'm if i'm looking at it from him he always on a fucking date but it's also exhausting it is because like one very week draining. one week i had three dates and by the second one i was just like Fuck, I but don't want to go on the third one. But it's, yeah. you go to work five days a week, though, right? So we do, but it's just like, yeah, it'll be after work or like on the weekend. But it's just yeah. like, it just, it starts to get exhausting, especially when you're continuously having multiple first dates. Right. And you continue having the That's same expensive. conversations over and over. So what's the conversation? What are you into? Right. What's color? Right. But, but, okay, I had this conversation yesterday mm -hmm. um, based off of something, and I'm going to talk about this again in another episode, but uh, there was this tweet that was put up, and it was like, uh, stop being that nigga who asks you out and then don't have a plan. Oh, yes. I saw that. And oh, yes. I had some rebuttal to that. My rebuttal was shut the fuck up. <laughs> because that was your rebuttal. My, no, my rebuttal was shut the fuck up because I, I feel like 
a first date should be a conversation between the, yeah. the two individuals. Absolutely. The man and the man, the more man and woman, the woman and what they should be a conversation between them two yeah. about, you know, what what they might want to do. Right. And that doesn't mean then that person who initiated can't go back and okay, make the plan uh-huh. yeah. to follow up, do the research, buy the tickets, you know, make the reservations. Mm -hmm. But there should be a conversation. So when you started off saying, don't be the nigga who uh, asked when I'm going to see you and they don't have a plan, like, that that sets the, that that throws the whole motherfucking conversation off from there because like I don't fucking know you. But the plan could be drinks, Jarrell. Right. But like, I don't know if you. What if what if she don't drink? Well, why, well, why aren't y'all having that conversation over the phone or via text message or wherever y'all? How long are y'all talking before y'all going on first dates? Couple of days. Yeah. And you and 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 y'all like y'all make sure to ask all these questions. And y'all oh, think yeah. this is fruitful? No, we. I'm. I'm not making sure to ask anything in particular. I don't have like a. So a I friend. feel like I feel like you think that most women have like this checklist that they have to. No, like, I don't. Okay, actually. credit, car, whatever. No, I don't. Whatever. My whole thing is like I'm wherever it is that I meet you. Like we just gonna talk. And like I said, most about? of the about any and everything. Like literally whatever comes the fuck up. Like, I was talking to a dude from one of these apps or whatever, and he's just like, oh, what are you doing today? And I told him I was coming here. And that's like, just... literally, we're talking about right. whatever. Right. For me, personally, if a guy asked me, like, oh, um, you know, you know, when are you free or whatever, typically he's been the one that's been like, oh, like, we should get drinks or whatever. And for me, I feel like that's a perfect first date. It's like... It's, like, casual enough where, like, you don't have to feel a lot of pressure. It's an opportunity for us to talk, chit-chat, get to know each other. And then if there's really a lot of chemistry in person, if we decide we want to do something after that, or we, like, the dude that I was telling you about from before, I think it was on our second date where after the museum we went, we had drinks, we talked and whatever, whatever, we found out that we both wanted to see that movie Just Mercy that came Mm -hmm. out um, last month or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that was our third date. So it's just like, I think, I don't necessarily know that the girl who said that tweet was like, have a, when she said have a plan, I don't think she necessarily meant like, you know, um, have the dinner reservation ready and then we're doing this and then we're doing that. It's just like, if you hit me up and you say, and like you intentionally want to meet up with me, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then like, at least tell me where I'm meeting you. But see, no, (laughs) but, but that's what I'm saying. That's a mind read there. What? Because it, it is because if we're if we're realistically in the process of getting to know each other, you don't want anyone to make an assumption. You, I think you you. Let's make and, a suggestion. You don't so, have to feel like it's an assumption. But you why? Suggest, but hey, what's wrong like with? Movies. So then what's but what's wrong with? Hey, I want to see you. What you what are, what are some things you would be interested in? There's nothing Nothing's wrong. wrong so, with but that. that's not a plan. No, no, no. no. So listen, y'all. That is a plan. So once you and hold on, hold on, hold on. Once you ask that question of hey, what would you like to do? And I tell you what I would like to do, then it's just like okay, now tell me when we are doing that thing. Exactly. Like that is what the woman means by have a plan. But that's not. That's not a. You're being hit too me. literal. Oh, it's not a literal thing. It's a you don't uh, have no. Okay. It's not a literal thing. It's not like you have to come and execute something thorough. I think it's about being intentional, having follow through, following up, Mm -hmm. and setting it up, coordinating together. Right. But that it seems like you're you're really being intentional about this date and getting to know this lady. Also, my other issue is that after you do have the date, a lot of these guys feel entitled to have sex with you after one or two drinks. And that is something that it's like really ridiculous. Because if we're really getting to know each other and you are just wanting to hook up, 
then you should also be intentional about that because hey, there's women out there that do just want to hook yeah. up. But I don't, I don't appreciate the men out there who feel like it's a automatic thing. Like, oh, I paid for these two drinks. Now I'm taking her to my spot. Like, why are you doing? But that? see, that's the that's why are you doing that's that? but but that's part of the thought process of the whole kept uh, mentality and men dating <laughs> and having the perceived notion that women, you have to take a woman out. You have to spend money on her. Like, you have to show her a nice time. So like, that means I now have to sleep with you because of that? Is it an exchange thing? Transactional? You don't have to, but that's the, there's there's that reciprocation there. There's that, oh, well, I, I, we went on this $200 date because that seems... Why are you going on $200 date? That's my question. Why are you going on $200 I don't understand. Doing? I don't what know. Are you I don't doing? know. Honestly, I don't. honestly, I, don't. I, I, I went on a I second date with this really cool guy, and we and it was like really cute and romantic. It was raining, but it was like drizzle, drizzling. He was like, "Oh, I think that you should pick up some strawberries." I picked up some strawberries. We went to the park. We smoked some weed in Central Park, and it was drizzling. He had the umbrella. Up. I was, he, I was like holding up the umbrella so I could pass the blood. Like it don't gotta be nothing fancy. No, it I don't disagree. We could walk with like, in the drizzling rain. I have a uh, date <coughs> next Sunday with Ooh. the guy I met at the Uber. Ooh. I believe in God. Okay. I believe in Jesus Christ. Okay. And I also believe in the way Stephanie wants to think which makes me feel more comfortable not feeling like I'm sinning. So I'm still an individual who has their own mind. Right. And that makes me feel relieved to just be who I am and still have somebody that I know is taking care of me. So we, the guy that I'm dating, that I met through Uber, we've been talking. He's a divorced guy. He's been divorced for a little while. He has a child. And he's never trying to come to my house. And it's more, it was more of me playing around, right? So he wasn't like taking the bait, but I was like, all right, calm down, Stephanie. Stop playing this man. He's serious. So our first date is at church. Oh. I, I, I'm, I've been looking for a church in Jersey, and he has one close to my house. That's beautiful. So he's That's like, beautiful. you know, we can go. You can join me one day, and then after church, we're gonna have lunch. Right. So yeah. we have the same. That's fine. And he he's somebody that is automatically thinking about, I want to take care of a woman, be there for her, not. Not let her work. I don't know if that's his stance, but I like to work. I don't get my own money. Exactly. But, so we have a church, a date at church, and then after church, we're going out to cornbread, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's like somebody who believes what I believe, yeah. prays, and we have the same idea. I don't have kids. He has a child, and it's like, I'm, I am I love children, and I used yeah. to think I don't want to date a man with kids, but now I realize, let's do this. Right. Be, come on, let's take the baby somewhere. Exactly. So I'm open to it. But I don't disagree with that. I don't. I don't. First of all, I don't think niggas should be going on two dollars, two hundred dollars dates. Right. I don't, I don't know. But hold on. Why is this transactional on. idea? So, because I. Know. So this is my question: How do men find this out? That, How do men find out what? That women don't need to go on two hundred dollars dates. Listen to the fucking podcast. Listen to the fucking I podcast. Communicate. But but okay. So that question comes from the the, the concept and notion that women don't initiate when it comes to going after men women don't shoot don't shoot their shots mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in that a man is oftentimes having to chase mm -hmm. and in that for us it comes off as okay well i gotta again 200 dates i gotta buy nice gifts i gotta mm -hmm. i gotta show the the boom and the bling mm -hmm. the wow mm -hmm. okay That's so the right. reality is is that one niggas shouldn't be going on two hundred dates in the no. first fucking exactly. place. And that's like what she was saying. And two, it doesn't you don't need have to, to happen. Spend that much money. A man knows through a, a phone call, a conversation, a vibe. Exactly. Even you could look at someone. A man could look at me and be like, "Hmm." See, some guys get me twisted. I don't always come off as intelligent as they think I am. They just see a pretty face. But 
then they a, a conversation into or two into it, they be like, damn, I can't get her, I can't fuck her. So it's more of a confusion. But this guy, he's taking his time. He don't just see my outside. He sees my inner beauty. And a man knows. Even a woman, we date a guy and we look at him. We know, you know from one day after on the phone with him or see him, you know it's not going nowhere. But sometimes we try to stretch it out and try to get another date or two in. And that's but, just a waste but, of time. But, but why? Because you're not looking for nothing. Because we want some type of companionship, bro. And he want pussy. So you he you getting your companionship because you're going to go another two days with him. And you're not going to give no pussy. And that's the fucked up shit, you know? I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. My issue is be clear and be transparent as to what your needs and what you want. Because if that's not what I want, I don't appreciate the deceitfulness. Oh, I agree there. You know, like I don't don't that's trick fine. me into saying that you want one thing so you could get my pussy and then no, you really don't that's want legit. it because that's right. all you want. That's right. legit. That's, that's, what I, I don't that's like. fair. Yeah, don't be the nice guy just so you can get that. And then it's <laughs> right. like after that, I never hear from you. Right. Because right. I've been which ghosted. Is a, which is the reason why some women are apprehensive to put out when they meet a guy that they like because they're just like, I don't know if I'm going to ever see this nigga So why don't more single women shoot their shot? I shoot my shot all the time. Ooh. If I don't want you first, don't. If if I see a guy like in an Uber ride, I saw something in him. I saw his potential. I asked for his Instagram. I shot. I shoot in my shot. Mm-hmm. And then now, we about to go on our first date a month and a half later. We mm-hmm. saw each other twice. We speak on the phone. He talks to me while he's in front of his child. And it's like you gotta get to know someone. At least learn about them. Don't be in their presence. Because you could be in someone's presence and they're not the one for you. But like you said earlier, that codependency could get you wrapped up and then you're stuck somewhere you shouldn't even be. And that could be a vicious five-year cycle. For real. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to admit, like, I don't shoot my shot nearly I do. as often as I probably should. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I mean, the same reason that guys sometimes don't shoot their shot, like fear of rejection. Yeah. So. And to be honest, and to be honest it. with you, I do feel like by nature men are hunters, and like I've literally seen, like I've li- like I've seen men come after me in a very aggressive way because that's like what they really want, and I've seen the way that they act whenever they're really interested in like one of my friends or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like so that kind of makes me feel like okay, well if he's not coming after me, some guys then that are shy. Like he's not interested. Sure. Some guys are shy. And some guys are absolutely. Be surprised. And I feel like we go back to this. I feel like my whole thing is just be clear, be transparent. And communicate, bro. Like, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. You're down or you're not down. That's all it's about. Like, don't assume women automatically want to go on these lavish $200 dates. Don't assume that because you thought or you assumed that about her, that now she owes you some sex. Like, just have a communication. Like, that's it. Like, have a conversation about what you want. So, the way everyone's been (laughs) dating thus far, right? Uh, Majority of people in this country are single. Okay. Um, the birds. The methods that we've been trying have the they birds? been successful? <laughs> um, no, they have not. <laughs> the, the methods what? we've been trying have not been successful. What was it? I, I'm sorry. He said, "Have the methods that we've been trying have they been successful?" No, no, they haven't. I think that a lot of women mess it up for real women. Ooh, but there's ooh, men that wait, come. Wait, wait, wait. A lot of women mess it up because even online dating, there are successful relationships. Yes. And there are the women that, which I'm not discounting their promiscuities or whatever, but if that's what's all they've been receiving online or Tinder, right. Grind, or whatever's going yeah. on in the website, in the internet world, I've never been in those things then that's what it's known for. So you really have, let's say if I go online looking for a man right now, that man's only going to think she just want to have sex. But I'm really probably 
at a desperate age in life where, you know, I want to slow down. I want to have children. I want a family. Maybe I am looking for something real. But because of the stigma Dayton has, it's just sex, drinks. It's, right. It becomes expensive. Monday, this guy's going out to five. That's 150 with one girl. Right. Wednesday, he has a date. Friday, Saturday, he only got fifty dollars left, and right. he's upset. He didn't fuck nobody all week. Well, right. that is why that's the real. first that's real. should be real. drinks or drinks. some kind of an activity. <laughs> Love her drinks. Why are you like, taking, paying for it? Why are you taking <laughs> these strangers that you don't know to fucking what's these um, steakhouses everybody be going crazy over? I don't know, Ruth's, Chris, Amy, Ruth, whatever the fuck. I don't know, I don't even think. But anyway, I literally had this conversation with another dude. He's just like, oh, you know, I got to pay for the dinner. And then after we, she want to do something, I got to pay for that. And then after we going to do something else, and I got to pay for that. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you doing all of this? Like, because this is feel... the this is no. the, this is the legacy. <clears throat> this is this is the this is the no. legacy that this is the legacy that men have been shown that we have to be that sort of provider. Mm. That you and it's it's what we it's it's what we we see on TV. It's, it's the conditioning. It's what you still we see on be TV. A millennial? This is what we it's get. like. Oh, the man, you have to pay for the... Again, the the image that guys have is that we have to... And so my thing is, I, I, I'm not a man, so I wasn't <laughs> conditioned in that way, right? So I'm not going to say that that's not your reality. Right. But what I am going to say is, if you know or if you feel that there's going to be an expectation that on the first date, for example, that you are picking up the tab, then why can't the first date be something that's very, like, simple and, like, where you know that if you are picking up the tab, that you, like, you can handle it's that. So that's how, a cheap nigga. So that's another thing that my homeboy said. He was like, oh, so I said to him, I said, why can't you just tell a girl like hey I think we should get together let's go get a drink after work and he was like oh nah she gonna think I'm cheap and I was just like what am I nigga you need to talk to another bitch I don't even know this nigga and we got the same story bro this is my point like something has there has to be there's something legit there I also feel like there's a lot of assumption I've been on dates where it's like he'll tell me like let's go grab coffee let's go you know like we'll talk at a coffee shop and that way he's not spending a lot of money, you and know. We get to, talk to, each get other. to know each other. We see we have chemistry. After that, we could walk along the park. You know, I had a fucking froyo day in Central Park. Yeah. This nigga spent sixteen dollars on frozen yogurt, and we walked around Central Park mm. and talked for two hours. That's that a was real one of the woman. best dates of my life. And that's the thing. Are you fucking kidding me? Let's demystify this down? stuff. Are you still talking down? No, but that's not because of me. That's because he stopped talking to right. me. I was just wondering. I was just trying but to figure that out that nothing track to do. Like, to stop blinking that and having that narrative and like you know like to break that down because that's not necessarily the truth like women we just want intimacy intimacy is not sex for the most of us we're talking about getting to know each other going a little cute dates and you don't have to spend all this money just you that you're don't. genuinely interested in me. Like, that's but, all we want and so, you're yearning for. But you don't want to trick hold on, you hold either. On, hold yeah. on, hold on. So that's very respectful. That's very valid on what you said and how you described how women want intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And earlier you also said that by nature you feel like men are animalistic. That we as humans are animalistic. She said animalistic. But, I said oh, by nature men are hunters. hunters. Okay, yeah. yes. So couple those together. Hunters right. by nature, animalistic as a as a at a core. Right. And the man's level of intimacy is sex. Because okay. this was something talked about. You said, yo, he feels like he takes you out on a date and, you know, he he wants intimacy. His intimacy is sex. Okay, that's fair. And so your intimacy was fulfilled. 
And now you feel like, oh, well, his intimacy is sex, but I can't give that to him right away. Right. Because of what? I have had sex on the first date. I feel like for me, it's all about connection, chemistry. Like, if we are vibing and I genuinely feel you, mm-hmm. I'm going to have sex with you because that's how I'm a grown woman. That's what I feel. Yeah. I, I, I've bro- broken that down mentally because I'm a Latina woman and we were taught, like, you got to be in a relationship, blah, 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 before you have sex. And I feel like that's how I grew up and that's the message that I received. But again, I'm going back to what society has taught me and what I need as a, as a woman mm-hmm. and as an uh, individual. So I feel like for me, if there's a connection and we vibe, it's a vibe, bro. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I feel like we're at the age now where it's kind of just like... <clears throat> but there's still a stigma on that, putting no? Out, no, there's still a stigma, but I personally feel like I'm not going to judge nobody who decides that they want to okay. have sex on the first date. Yeah. My whole thing is, what I'm saying is some women are apprehensive to do it, not because they don't want to have sex right. too, but because what happens is you put out, like you have sex with this dude, and then Both. you don't see him again, mm. you don't hear from him That's again. Like, how shit. the fuck do you think that makes a woman feel? But, yeah. but, hold, but, okay, that that's a real thing because I think I've I've heard plenty of stories about ghosting and and all that shit. I mean, I've, like I said, I've heard this is a real thing. Um, no, because I, I've literally like you see the tweets and shit about people who ghost and like, they you do hear, ghost. You, you know hear what I conversations. do? I'm not even kidding. I'm not lying. I'm the type of woman. I will tell you up front. Yeah. It was a guy who took me out to dinner a couple of like two months ago. I told him, I'm not a prostitute and I'm not having sex with you. I let him know right from the start. Mm-hmm. I was being fair to myself, mm-hmm. and I was being fair to him. Right. If it happened, when it, if let's say for example it happened, we met up and it happened. Mm-hmm. But I want you to go and know before I call my Uber, before I meet you at this restaurant, before I go anywhere, <laughs> right. I'm not having sex with you. Now when we get there, we don't know what could happen, but just right. don't come in mind. This girl gonna, I'm gonna fuck her. Mm-hmm. I'm very fair to myself, so that way. That's what you need. I, yeah. that's, this is how I handle my situation, and I don't. I let them know. I don't think my guy circle <coughs> friends go into it thinking like, yo, the first date I'm a fuck. I, I, I don't think I don't think I've come across that conversation in our group chat. Like, yo, I'm taking this chick out and I know I'm smack. Like, I, yeah, I they're not that. gonna say that, but they push that. But I know that I know my friends. Like, I don't I don't think that that comes up. Like, we have a lot of these you know conversations. Like I said, my homeboy's always out on a date. Like, I hear these shits all the time. Right. So I don't think there's a at least like I said in my circle mm-hmm. there's a you know expectation of sex on the first date. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like I even have a friend now who's like, yo, I'm dating women. I'm not having sex. Like, even if they want to, I'm not, I'm not giving it up. Okay. Cause he's on this, like, I, I need to see if you, you worthy of it. Okay. And That's fine, I was like, shit. oh shit, I respect it. That's fine. So I don't, I don't know if there's a, a pervasiveness of, of men expecting sex on the no, first date. No, there is a pervasiveness. There is. Okay. So there is. <laughs> there is. But if there there's, is. but if you're, like I said, if you're, if you're, need was checked off in terms of you had you had, you got attention you got a nice date right. you had a good mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. you were feeling him yeah so what if you sleep with him there's no problem with that we really and that. so what if he doesn't call you back because your box was checked off that's is not, it because you have a body box. no <laughs> no, no. I, I just feel off. like just say that like hey i'm not really feeling you but like when you go someone, I feel like you're hurting my feelings. Like, I was feeling you, and I thought that there was, could have been potential for more. Right. And now you just, like, I'm hitting you up, and now I feel like it went green. So now I know that you blocked me. Or, like, like what, what was that about? Like, I we, learned, we 
exchanged DNAs and now Whoa, and now, DNA. Let's just kiss it. No, but if you have sex, you exchange DNAs. Even that if you kiss, you exchange more. DNAs. And you can't even own you don't even owe me the common courtesy to just high. be like, yo, you know what, you're a cool girl, but I'm not feeling you. Yeah. But so, just okay, say so, that, so wait, yo. so wait, is 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 the problem the ghosting the or ghosting. or not? Okay, the so ghosting. the ghosting is the problem. So stop ghosting, everybody. Stop ghosting. <laughs> just stop Here's ghosting. The key. Like no, I I think that's real. Just, like no, I, that's disrespectful. Like, that hurts people's feelings. No, I feel you because I remember once in high school, <laughs> I, 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 I smashed, and this girl like never hit me up again. I was like, oh okay, okay. Uh, yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, because I'm definitely I feel like I feel like five years ago, if you would have told me like oh. Like, if we were having a conversation about, oh, I went on a date with a dude, or I went on two dates with a dude, and then, like, we had sex or whatever, and then I and then I didn't hear from him again. 2015, Carla might have been like, damn, like, that really hurt my feelings, da 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 But, like, 2020, Carla, I kind of feel like, well, you know, if he told me that he feel like it's not going to work, like, whatever. I'm not necessarily harping on the fact that, like, I've slept with you, okay. and, and it hasn't turned into anything. Because I feel like we're at that age now where it's just like, we got needs too. Yeah. Okay. And, and Go ahead. Like we got needs too. Go ahead. Yes. So it's just like All right. I, like the thing for me, I think what's more disrespectful is just the whole like, you know, the ghosting aspect of right. it. The, like nobody has the courtesy anymore to at least say to a Fun person thing. like I wasn't feeling it in this way or whatever right. the case might be. All right. Go ahead, so Goldie. I learned like I said earlier, I'm a 30-year-old woman. I've been maybe I had sex, didn't hear from the guy. He'll come around when he feel like it. But once you go on a date, in my opinion, I've learned. Once you open up your body and you give him that, what more is left for him to want you more of? If you go on a date and he doesn't contact you anymore and you have sex, that's going to hurt. But if you go on a date and y'all don't sleep and he goes you, how, you're not as hurt. Yeah. You're not asked her because now you made this good love. You made this good sex with guy. Give... Go but that's just maybe because how I operate. I learned with me, I'm an emotional person. Right. Me too. Sex is emotional. And if you women. know it's going to be a problem is that... for you when you don't hear from him because you took that chance, mm -hmm. that risk mm -hmm. on that first date. Why as a woman would you put yourself for mm -hmm. the need to be met for those two, three hours and on a yeah. day? Then you're hurt for right. three months you depressed. No, and, wait, 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 I just want to put piggyback real quick. I just want to say, like, for me, again, back to how I was raised, mm -hmm. right? Like, I was raised like, oh, you know, you can't be really sleeping around because mm -hmm. that's whole way, blah, blah, blah. Now at 31, I, and, you know, post of being divorced, I was like, okay, let me just date. Like, my therapist said I should date because automatically I, I, fall into the, I, I fall into these uh, relationships. So she was like, just date. So I'm like, all right, fine. Like, I'm going to date. I started sleeping around more. And I realized, like, that's really not for me. Yeah. You know? And I, and I thought, and that's, like I said, I'm just learning myself and learning mm -hmm. and separating what society has taught me yes. and told me and learning what works for me so i tried it i tried the sleeping around and dating thing and i realized no that really doesn't work for me i'm a spiritual woman mm -hmm. i don't consider myself tied to any religion per se but i feel energies i'm an empath right so i absorb i feel like sex is a really intimate deep energetic thing for me that i feel like i can't just freely put my energy and, mm -hmm. and take in other people's energies like that. Mm -hmm. I don't judge anyone who does, right. but that does not work for me. Right. So then if I'm going to do that with you, I do feel like owing to myself and honoring myself that you owe me some respect. Mm -hmm. And we That's owe fair. each other some respect. That's mm -hmm. real. 
And I feel like also if you present yourself in this light where you're making it seem as though you too, the guy, has this respect for me and has this adoration and this admiration and everything for me, mm-hmm. then it's just like, why would you do something as shisty as just like ghosting? Like right. um, sex for me is like emotional and I yeah. completely agree with what you're saying. Like I'm not going to judge anybody who decides that they want to fuck somebody on the first date or whatever the case but for mm-hmm. me personally like it is obviously my preference to continue to be having sex with the same person Dang. over so, and over Dang. But so I want to ask this real quick because Glamoury kind of pointed to it about the conditioning is because I've asked this question before why do we give sex so much that so much power and is it because to an extent women have been conditioned to hold on to that 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 virginity that that non hoish behavior and ideal mm-hmm. and like will criticize others like you know who who are okay with that who want to mm-hmm. be free with their bodies and free with their pussies there's mm-hmm. definitely a core part of that that's true. so mm-hmm. i think for some men it's like again going back to like we said like how you described your level of intimacy and when, if you think of the man in the terms of the hunter and and then factor in the animalistic nature of it it's like there it's right it's spelled out right there that yes on the frontal of or at not maybe not the front but at a, as a part of the 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 thought process for men it's it's that carnage like that carnal nature of of sex mm-hmm. but why that, does it have to happen up, like upon the initial contact like why can't because your box is, is filled as well. You've gotten your... In- that's you, his box. You've we gotten your intimacy. requirements by gender. And, and it's nothing wrong with you saying, hey, I don't yeah. want to have sex with him. But I think there's just you just realistically... Again, it's described how we, how we talked about that's it here. Fair. And so... That's real fair. This goes into my, my next question about what are our role models for, for dating of today? <sighs> What are our role models for, for healthy dating of today? We ain't got none. I have a role model. Go ahead. It sounds weird. This is something not many women would admit to. But I've learned if I'm going to date, my role model, because it's so hard to find a single man, with the, not a single man, it's hard to find a, a, a guy without children. Like the guy <laughs> I talked about earlier. Everyone has children. But the fact them. that he Bro. lives with his child. He has custody of his child. I know where he's at. I know what he's doing. It opens up that sense of peace. He's busy with his daughter or his son or whatever. He ain't got time to be running around. I know where my man's at home with his daughter or his son. Yeah. So it, it, it gives more of like a calmness to it. Like okay. it's less insecurities of this is a single man. Who knows who's there? But when they have a child involved and they have custody, it brings peace because it's more of, He's doing what he has to do. So for you, that kind of man would be so, great for so me. For, so for you, for men child. with children are role models. Yes, okay, if they have custody, and they're taking care of them. Oh, okay, because it shows you like he's he's taking he's care of the child. He's responsible. Yep. Okay, cool. And I know where he's at every night because the child has to be tucked in bed. Mm-hmm. For for me, I'm a mess because I grew up <laughs> in a household of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was a single mother. And I didn't understand how much that dynamic trickled over and played out in my relationships and who I was dealing with. 
Um, but I also feel like I took accountability and I took control over how that impacted me, how that trauma impacted me. I did the work. I went to therapy, you know, I seeked out healthy coping mechanism. And my whole thing with that is that like everyone's going to have their issues, but I feel like we're all responsible for our own healing. And I feel like that's the issue that I have with men is that one, they don't want to take accountability for their actions. Two, they project that shit because they don't work on themselves. And three, I feel like their partner could be a woman, a heterosexual relationship, then has to absorb that shit. And that's not fair. Let black men cry. Because I take ownership, so I res- and I know everyone got their own shit, but we need to take accountability for There's ourselves. a stigma there, though. What's the what stigma? Do you mean? That around... We are just now opening up to black men being able to be vulnerable. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. There, it was, we, <coughs> we grew up, our generation grew up with uh, boys don't cry. Yeah. Man up. Mm-hmm. Be that's strong. Mm-hmm. Cry like, like a little bitch. Yeah, that's say it with your chest. Yeah, like, that is true. Like, that's a fact. So a fact. we are just now realistically opening up a, a door and a pathway for men to be vulnerable and like, you know, let it out. So I don't want to use that as an excuse. It's not to say that, you know, men don't have to own up, like you said, and, and have those those moments of vulnerability and that openness. But again, I also think that goes into how we set up our relationships. If you're setting up the relationship where the man is, is the only one, like the conversation I had, uh, I saw this other tweet. And it was like, this guy was like, um, I met, the, the tweet was like, I met this guy, and he was like, I'm, I'm, who's recently divorced, and he's like, I'm happy now, I can go out there and uh, marry the woman who I wanted to marry in 2002. I saw that post. Oh, I, wow, I, I see that. I saw it, I saw it, and, and I was so like, Ooh. The follow-up conversation that I had was someone was like, well, that's a person problem. And I was like, I don't think, you know, the person doesn't recognize that it was their fault. Like, they, I think them saying I wanted to pursue this person in 2002 was them realizing, like, they had a shot at one point, and they should have did it then. Mm-hmm. The the issue is is that there's a there's a mindset to you know that you 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 have this woman in front of you and this is how you you go after her mm-hmm. and you 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 bet, let it be known because you you kind of conditioned to be in relationships yes. and you're yes. conditioned yeah. to to court Amen. and her response was uh, men are the worst offenders of you know. Uh, what did she say? Worst offenders of, of, shit, what was it? Men are the worst offenders of something about like, um, going after, you know, setting up women or like dating women and not knowing that's who they want. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's because they're the only offenders. They're the only ones who are taking those shots and making those initiatives. Mm -hmm. And so of course, like, if we know that there's nothing, there's not not going to be anything coming at us, mm-hmm. and we have to go out there, it becomes a thing of numbers. Like, you ever watch like TV shows, and like I, maybe it's just maybe the shows that I watch, but like some of the criminal shows that I watch, they'll be like they'll the profile is of this man who gives talks to other men about how to get women. Yeah, have y'all ever seen like those those scenes on TV mm-hmm. where yeah. like there's this this bravado guy mm-hmm. he's now giving seminars to other a room full of other typically white men mm. um, on how to get women mm-hmm. and it's like they always go back to it it's about it's a numbers game mm-hmm. and that's real life for men like for men it's a numbers game can you can you elaborate on that so that? for men right. it's like okay think of it in simple basketball terms if I take ten shots. Mm-hmm. I have a, a, a potential to score 10 out of 10 shots. Mm-hmm. 
the more shots that I take, the, the higher my, the higher probability that my mm -hmm. shots are gonna go in. So I'm okay. gonna keep shooting. So, so for that's me, where the starting five comes from. I think it, I feel like it was you that told me I need to have my starting five. I may have. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. That's not where it comes from, but I, I may have said that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like I for men, it becomes it becomes a, sh a a numbers thing. So of course they're 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 shooting at you. They're shooting at you. They're shooting at you. And out of the three of y'all, maybe only one of you mm -hmm. may shoot back. Mm -hmm. One. Mm -hmm. That's not a high percentage. But the one that yeah. shoot back might might not be the one you really want to shoot. It but doesn't matter. But he's shy, he's gonna take it. Right. It. But but that's see, that's the thing with dating, though. It's like you gotta realize that, that, like in this this current, like you you should um, date. Like you have. There's options. Absolutely. There's tons of people out absolutely. here. Absolutely. There's there's so yeah. many. There's but there's so more diversity to people than there ever were before. That's a, that's a fact. But I also feel like we're also as women biologically we're on a time clock. Word and that's just the big fact. Oh, I have, I myself have a condition called PCOS, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, right? So, like, I have issues with my fertility and all that stuff. So, it's like, I'm 31 years old. Like, realistically, realistically I have till 35. So, that's, a, that's, yes, the doctor did tell me. So, I have a good four years left in me. You know what I mean? So, yes, I'm dating, I'm this and that. But at the end of the day, like, we all got to settle. So, men got to shoot their shot and women just got to take it because it's like, all right, bro, <laughs> TikTok. Like see, this, this is this is where this is where this is where Oof. the conversation of consistency versus commitment comes in. At. Elaborate. Because in that situation, you I'm, I I hear it as you want a child. I do. I want one and at least. Would you rather a situation where you were in a commitment to have this child and the man was there but not really there? Oh yeah, versus, I've had these conversations with men. Versus having uh, a man who says, "I want a child, but I don't yes. want to be with you," yes. but it's a consistent parent. I've had these conversations. I've actually, mm. I've actually put this plan out to men. Oh. Okay. Because I realized, and I'm so glad that I did this young, got married young, got divorced. I saw that I am a very loyal person, but that dynamic really doesn't work for me. I'm really free. I like to travel. I like to do the things that I want to do. I don't want to have to feel responsible for no one. I want a partnership where a man and I decide we're gonna have a this child. I already pictured it in my mind. I want a multi-family house. I have a floor, he has a floor, and we co-parent. You do your thing, I do my thing, and we wanna be exclusive, we can, and we wanna open it up, we can't. We all have that discussion. So again, I've broken down what society has taught me because I tried it, and that was not for me. And I feel like a lot of things were conditioned to think that that's just what we're supposed to do. But how is one script supposed to fit all of us? No. Well, I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't. I really don't feel the pressure of the biological clock thing. Okay. Um, I am more interested and concerned with just being in like a healthy, happy, loving relationship. Okay. And I feel like that has a lot to do with the way that I was raised. Mm. So I was raised. You know, both my parents were present. They mm. raised me and my sister. And a lot of people think that like because you come from a two-parent home, you don't Word. have certain issues. That doesn't mean it's But like, like some people think that really single-parent households are the only ones with issues. Like, yes. I literally grew up in a household where my mom and dad, like, you know, they took care of us, but, like, they hated each other. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom definitely didn't see through all of her dreams and eventually became dependent on my father. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, there was a lot of arguing. There was a lot, like, I never heard my parents say, I love you. Right. They never said that to me and my sisters. Mm-hmm. They never said that to each other. I've heard stories so like this I personally real. don't, I personally real. don't feel like I've two had, households. Yeah. I don't feel, I, I don't feel like I've had healthy examples yeah. in my life of, like, people, like, loving one another in a healthy way. So for me, it's just like, I'm not saying that I don't want children, but I think that my, like, but I've never, I've never seen children as this thing that you just do in isolation. Mm. I've always seen children as a byproduct of a loving relationship. So for me, it's just like, I want to be in a loving relationship with someone. And then I'm pretty sure that once I'm in that loving relationship, I'm going to have the desire to have children. Mm. So I don't think about children nearly as much as I think about the loving relationship. Amen. I thought about that. I, I like that you mentioned you grew up with both parents, but it was kind of dysfunctional. Yeah, if you don't hella, mind. not kind of. I grew up with <laughs> I grew up with my mother and six children, and mm. she. Unfortunately, I'm not gonna disrespect her or condone what she did, but she was never single. Mm. And so is my sisters. They always had a man. Me, I can go three years against relationship. Why do you think years. that is, though? Because I don't think that they understand. I think. It goes, because I'm in school and I learn about criminology, genetics, and traits. I think I picked up a trait where I don't have to have that cold dependency. I don't have to have a man be there for me. I've been on my own for some years. I have my own apartment. I don't have children. And as far as a biological clock, and you explain you don't put pressure on it, I wanted children when I was younger. But now that I'm a 30-year-old woman, I'm traveling. I get to see things. I have money. I can take care of myself. I could buy Chinese food. I could do what I want. <laughs> And they have friends who tell me all the time, no, Steph, you lucky, yo, you don't have kids, yo. Don't rush, yo, it's not that serious. And then I have a, a guy, which part, part early in the story, if I don't have a man by, like, a certain year, I have someone that I know that I love that we've got a baby together. Mm. Like, I have a sperm donor, basically. Mm. Because it's like, and not, it's like being with someone. I have a sperm donor. And see, that goes back to... And, I have one. And this goes back to the initial question about role models, because, you know, Gomery pointed out about, you know, she tried the societal, you know, conditioning aspects, you know, that were, you know, we were taught... And it didn't work out. And it's like now, like, you're looking to build, you know, a dynamic that works for you. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just said, I have a sperm donor. I, I know do. another friend who, uh, you know. You have a sperm donor, yeah. too? I have a, one. Has a, who has a, a sperm donor <laughs> as well. Like, she's like, you know, if I don't meet somebody at thir- by 35, you know, yeah. I just I listen. my best friend that. If I don't meet anyone by 35, I think you'll be a great father. Pop me out. And she has a guy who's, like, willing, mm. to, who's willing to be that co-parent. And... I mean, you know, I don't know what will happen. We're not 35 yet, but it's just like there are different dynamics, and yeah, I think we don't we don't we don't have mm-hmm. role models like right. for a lot of the shit that we want. Right. And I think that you can say comfortably like I have a sperm donor because you know that one of your end goals is children. For me, like children is not necessarily my. End I feel you on that one because I don't know if I want to So that's how come point. I feel a little bit differently about that whole thing, and like I honestly don't even know like you know, whether or not I'm, like, super fertile or, like, I have I've never been pregnant, ever. Whatever. I've never been pregnant, <laughs> ever. 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 So, it's, like, not even ever. something that I, you know, have, like, a super, okay. you know, uh, uh, intense knowledge about. Yeah. But I don't think that, like, if kids were my end goal, mm-hmm. then maybe I could see myself mm-hmm. being, like, having the mindset that you have. But, like, for me, it's just, like, a being yeah. in a loving relationship has been more my end goal than anything right. else. If so I might add, just really quickly, I know you expressed to us that you had the PCOS, you know, mm-hmm. the syndrome, and 
I have not ever been, like, my thyroid, everything is healthy, I thank God, but, like, you know, I'm getting older, and I might have, like, a little hair or there or two, and I feel like, oh, my God, you know, I have a syndrome, maybe I can't have kids, and I'm grateful that you opened up about that, because I've never been tested for it, but my thyroids are great, thank mm. God, and I also feel like, at a point, I couldn't have kids, because I had a boyfriend five plus years ago, he cheated on me, he got two girls pregnant, mm. my first boyfriend, ten years ago, mm-hmm. he cheated on me, he had a girl pregnant, and it's like, everyone got pregnant but me. Mm-hmm. But is it the grace of God? Or I got things to do? Maybe and you like, get your fertility count. Yeah, I you have know, not. And you should. You know, I haven't. I'm afraid to. I'd rather do it. I'd rather get my fertility count. I want to get it checked out when I'm with a loving guy. Because the you guy do those who, things. Yes. I don't want to do it mm-hmm. and then have to live with it by myself. It's like kind of scary. Yeah. Like, do I go for it? Do I, mean, I get a test? I mean, like, for me, like, the I'm, doctor told you, like a regular yes. doctor. I've, I've been oh to endocrinologist. I've been to gynecologist. I've diag- I was actually diagnosed when I was 12 years old. A lot of oh, women, wow. it's like one in four women have mm-hmm. PCOS. Mm-hmm. But so they do a me on you at 12? They do a whole, oh, a whole series of tests. But I just feel like. I feel like for me, it's not necessarily that it's an angle, but I do see myself being a mother mm-hmm. someday, and I feel like I still want to have options my way, you know. Mm-hmm. So That's if true. it doesn't, if it doesn't play out that way, cool. cool. But if it doesn't, you know, cool too. And like, you know what? For the past several years, I've definitely felt like I've been a mother, I've been an auntie, I've yes. been a sister, all that shit to my fucking students. To the most auntie, yeah. so yeah. I think that Girl, also because that's a part of it to too. Like for with... me, I feel you. Like I, <laughs> like, I, I feel like. Like, the, the, the work that I do is giving back, and I feel like Hello. that's that's my child because I'm happy bro. with my dog right now. Yeah, I have a dog too. I love my dog. Like I love, I'm happy y'all. With I love my dog. on y'all. I love on y'all for like eight hours a day, and then it's just Yo, like okay, go back to your parents. Word, Bye. you get back into the world. That's the child. You don't have to biologically have a baby come out of you, right? In to order be to a be a mom, exactly. yeah, I feel that. Exactly. I have mentees. Yes, yes. the guy who's supposed to be my sperm donor, he has a small, small child, and. I knew the child before she was even born. So that oh, we, we always play around. That's my kid. We do have love for each other. I do care about him. I do love him. So I already know I have I have a baby already. Mm-hmm. It's just not mine. We played around like calling the woman my surrogate, joking around, but and, yeah. I know I have a baby. I have right. two babies already. So there's different ways. Yeah, to love. yeah. yes, there are. I that's what I've Like, and I've also met guys who have been like, you would be an amazing mom because mm. the way you talk about your love for your your students yeah. wow. is very clear. That like, if you were to have a child, that's you would be X Y Z. Um, and what you that? I just mean she, that doesn't mean you want kids though. Yeah, it doesn't mean. I mean, and I'm and I'm not saying that I don't want them. Right. No, that's but real. I, but I definitely feel like me having been a teacher for the past eight years mm. has allowed me to see that like even if these are not my birth children like right. I care about them like they're right. my birth children I ride for them like they're my birth children right. so it's Word. just like so that I feel like that definitely contributes to like how I feel about this idea of you know having children can I ask a weird children. question mm. uh, to us women maybe you you'll be a father one day hopefully if that's your goal <laughs> I've noticed that a lot of women my friends like I'm gonna keep I'm gonna make the story real quick and sugar I don't know who's gonna listen to this cause I'm gonna share it <laughs> I had a, a cousin of mine. We weren't really related. She made, I have a niece with cerebral palsy. She can't talk. She can't say nothing. She has, you know, the, she mm-hmm. has a lot of situations going on. And we fell apart. Me and my sisters fell apart from this girl. And they fell apart. And she told my sister, that's why your daughter would never say I love you. And I'm not going to say what goes around or comes around. Because this specific person reached out to my mother to give me her number. And she has an autistic child who can't talk. So you hurt my feelings when you told my sister 
that's why your daughter will never say I loved you. That hurt me so bad because that's my niece. Mm. And now you have a child that is not verbal who's autistic. Mm-hmm. A lot of children now are born autistic with autism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is like, whoa. Like, I feel like at this, I'm not going to say age is going to stop me from wanting kids, but God don't give us nothing we can't handle. Like, we want children so bad. We don't. I think that Lord knows, I'm not saying, oh, don't give me children if this is that's going to happen, but I am more grateful, and I'm being honest, to not have children than to, there are children who are born with conditions that you will, don't want to take care of that child. That's, and and not being funny, I, I, I respect you because that's a part of the, the, the reasons for why I'm like, I'm good on having kids. Like, I was... What do you mean you're good was, on? You're good on not having? Or you I'm good on not having kids. Okay. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying, saying I don't want them, serious. but I'm okay. He's not in a rush. I'm not, okay. I'm not in a rush. But it's not even about being a man. Like, at one point, I, I remember one point, I the thought mindset that I had around having kids was, I was like, I want to have kids at a young enough age to where I could play basketball with my son. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was a real thought that I had. And this mm-hmm. real thought was only, like, maybe two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um... But I've also grown to realize, like, that's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember at one point, like, I wasn't upset with my parents, but I realized, like, my parents didn't come up to my to all my basketball games. You're the only child? No, I'm not the only child. I'm the oldest, but, like, there were times where my parents didn't come to my basketball games. They were working? I, or... Yeah, like, not even, like, sometimes just stayed home. But now, as an adult, I realized, like, they needed that. Like, I, I was a priority, but they didn't need to come to every fucking game. Like, I'm not mad at them. Right. Like... And it, it's that, like, that's a ton of responsibility yep. on a parent. Yep. And I feel like, honestly, I think I'm very thankful for the way my parents raised me. I, I don't think I got all the lessons I was supposed to, you know, that I think no I should have. Them. You know, um, you know they made a humans. lot of mistakes. But I, I swear to God, like, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable mm. with in, in which the manner my parents yeah. raised me. I think yeah. I heard I love you Amen. between them. I think I heard I love you to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I saw aspects of a, a, of a marriage that had its down moments, that mm-hmm. had its terrible times. Mm-hmm. And I saw yeah. a marriage that had its great Deep. times. Mm-hmm. And I saw a marriage that just kind of lulls mm-hmm. at times. So I saw that example. But I still don't ever think I got from them. How do I do it? Mm-hmm. And that that so why that's what's missing. Why do you think that is? Because why do I don't know why they didn't share? And maybe that's a question. But I, I should guess, ask. don't you think why that why they didn't share what? Why they didn't share on how, how to, to do, do it. it? But don't you see? Don't you feel like seeing it was how to do it? No. No, because seeing it doesn't tell you how to have the conversations. Mm. Seeing you doesn't mm. tell you to, you know, like, I asked this question a couple, you know, weeks ago. Is it like, you know, as men, like, were you told about marriage growing up? Never. And that's not a conversation not that college. was had. Never heard it. I, I, didn't ha- I didn't have that conversation. Like, oh, I, so that's interesting. My parents more or less told me to go to school, get an education, get a good job. And if I get married and have kids, that was down the no, line. That's right. really interesting because right. I always felt like, oh, my God, I'm doomed because <laughs> I came from this such a traumatic, you know, upbringing. But to hear you guys share about having parents together, one dysfunctional, one that was a little bit more functional, and still, <laughs> you guys still have issues. Yeah, yeah. That just goes to show that is no mm. formula to this level There is. No. <laughs> you could be, a fucking, no you could be a fucking single mom and raise and raise and kids have who are healthy children. Right, who are Good children. super Love. communicative. Love. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was the conversation that I just had yeah. on, the, on, on the, the last episode that just dropped. My we mother, talked to a single mom. She never, speaking of single mom, I was a single mom of six children. 
whenever we would be on the phone with her or go to school, love you, she never said it back. Mm. But as I got older, I realized 16, 17, 18-year-olds, if she was on the phone with her little guys, she'd be, love you. But I realized she don't tell us she loves us. Mm. Why she don't say that? It's like maybe like five, six years ago, she just started... All right, I love you, but she always tell a man that. She always put a man first. Mm-hmm. She always put a man first. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Wait, wait, boy, so I'm know? happy you got yeah. here because my, my my next question is: What trauma do we have to get over? <laughs> One more glass. I'm still trying to get over it. All right, so this is your boy Ro uh, making a special interlude because uh, we're going to pause that conversation right there. And that's going to serve as part one of the Single Ladies group chat episode. Uh, real quick, in money, power, respect, uh, it's coronavirus. Uh, listen, if you work from home, enjoy that. Take advantage of it. This is that season to... Uh, job hunt if you want a job hunt if you're looking for a new job be out there actively uh, actively um, looking for a job like use this opportunity to do so if you're not working from home or your job don't have a work from home policy be urging and encouraging them to uh, if you do get one uh, make sure you don't try to take that shit back once you know everything gets back to regular order make sure you keep uh, some sort of work from home policy uh, program uh, going on at your job because it's critical that we uh, we have that. That's a benefit to working, and clearly we see now that you know these companies, these places, they can offer um, these sort of uh, allowances, you know, during these times. So when they get back to regularly scheduled programming. Let them niggas know um, that if you have work from home already, you're gonna be taking more advantage of it. And if they gave you a work from home policy, you're gonna you keeping it. That's that's it. Um, and another thing I'm gonna add about you know Corona taking place right now is uh, <clears throat> think about everybody else for a minute. Uh, J Cole or Middle Child said. Uh, what good is the bread if my niggas is broke? What good is first? What good is first class if my niggas can't sit? Uh, look out for your peoples. Not everybody can sit right now. Um, that's a problem. So, census is here. My twenty twenty uh, census gov gov. Complete that shit. Make sure everybody can count it. I'm really gonna be mentioning it pretty much every episode. Uh, so make sure you are completing your census and then go and tell five more people about completing their census and then tell those five people to tell five more people to complete their census. Um, you all right? You heard? Um, so this is everybody mad the podcast as always follow, uh, on IG, like the shit, interact with it. Oh, this is what's coming. So, uh. I am going to do a live IG live podcast episode, likely next Wednesday. More details to come on Everybody Mad Pod on IG. Uh, listen to Everybody Mad uh, on all podcast platforms. Email topics, ideas, thoughts. 
Uh, if you're interested in being on the show, everybodymadpod at gmail.com. So email everybodymadpod at gmail.com. IG, everybodymadpod. Listen, subscribe on podcast platforms, everybody mad. Stay tuned next week, part two coming your way. It's a little snippet uh, on this back end. We out. To that idea of like a man as a provider, mm-hmm. because, as a sole provider, because I grew up in a two fam- family home where both my mom and my father worked. Mm-hmm. And even though my mom earned less than my father, my mom was the more financially responsible person. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things I learned about money and things like that, I learned from my mom. And she would be very vocal about the fact that, oh, I have this man in here and he won't help me with nothing. Everything I need, I have to ask for it. <laughs> and so I've never grown up with this idea that like I should rely on a man for shit mm-hmm. but and so um, what you would call it so and I still don't feel like I should rely on him solely for things but I do feel like because I've never felt the need to rely on someone I've also kind of adopted this idea that like being spoiled is like something that I should shy away from Mm. and it's like if somebody wants to spoil you and like the way that they show you that they love you or whatever the case might be is by you know giving you a small gift or like you know doing something extra special for you like don't push it away like Mm. don't run from it like embrace it so I feel like that's something that I need Mm. to learn how to do because I've always been you know very much like I've been independent I know how to get things for myself even when I don't have you know what I'm saying I've never asked a man for anything. Yeah. So you can, so you can be too independent. Yeah. I guess you can be sure. For a relationship. Because like I don't know how to ask a man for nothing. It's hard. Like I will literally know that I don't have it and I still won't ask. Ooh. Oh, I'm the opposite. But you can have sex with them. But I'm sorry to say, not you personally. Like it was a guy I was dating in the summer. Last summer, I had <coughs> sex with him. It was okay for me to want to go fuck him, but if I, I was so scared to text him. Can you pick me up from work? Yeah, that's How crazy. is it that wow. I could go have... Yeah. That was... I have yeah. to think, like, how could I do that but be afraid to ask for a ride home yeah, that right. we're going to go fuck it? Well, that's, you know... Excuse that's my friend. One of the, No, that's, 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 yeah, real. that's real. That's real. And that's one of the reasons why I had to tell this guy because I'm like, yo, I have the flu and you don't text me until, like, four days later. You don't even know if I'm alive, but you could so quickly want to have sex with me. Yeah. But you can't even come and ask me, like, are you okay? Yeah. I'm not even asking you to do anything, but just text me to see if I'm alive. Yeah. I already told you I have the flu four days later. You still haven't texted me. Now you want to text me the fifth day? That's true. So you all cured up? That's but true. See, ready for sex I think, again? I think yeah, exactly. That, and I have that, to talk about himself. That <laughs> I promise you, we as a people will get there.